Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Token Cast. I'm your host and sometimes referee, Zach Stat Pearson. And today, I'm joined by he who tosses a coin and is up north, a one witch king. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And I'm joined by the original legend, the certified pretty boy lover boy, and six foot three giant with the accent of the gods, a one goth lord ingling. Hi, what an introduction. <laughs> Am I like the only one who's under six foot who comes to these podcasts? Okay, to be fair, I wasn't trying to go there with it, but uh, <laughs> I do like reminding him he's basically a model. Um, So yeah, that one was an accident. Funny you mentioned, I, I actually did some modeling the other day um, for my for a place. I was buying clothing there and they're like, oh my God, you look great. Here, let's take pictures of you in the clothing. Can we use this? And I'm like, sure. You fucking cool. idiot. You just worked for free. You got played. Congratulations. You played yourself. I now get to tell people I do that. <laughs> well, you can't say you did it professionally if you didn't get paid. Anyways, all right. Since this is your first podcast of the year and you missed 90% of last year, Engling, you have a special decision to make this day. Number one, we can do the podcast topics here and now, or we can discuss... A new episode of Life Stories, the late great Halloween special. The choice is yours. I think we should do the Life Stories one because we we had one that you wanted to get around to. I mean, yeah, but we could do them in any order because, hey, they're both getting done. It's your choice. Let's do Life Second. Okay. And, you know, if we got to all be somewhere, we'll just uh, do life tomorrow or some other day when you can get on. Because you're literally in that story. And this one of the first time it's a, a joint story. So I, I want the experience. All right. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, because you missed it. And I know you probably didn't even pay attention to it because, you know, damn well, you don't look at the YouTube. Um, We rebranded and we also picked up another distributor and possibly one of our best distributors. And the primary reason for the rebranding was even though we were able to book people, there was a lot of people who would automatically say no because they've decided we only discuss video games, not looking at our history of content. So we initially were going to just be token podcast, but or token podcast or token games podcast. But there's a Brazilian group which don't speak English, but their shit is all in English. Their titles to their shit called token games podcast already and there's also a token podcast and their name also links up to this token podcast but again it's in a different country so as a middle ground uh, i chose token cast because it's easier to book people i've been using Podmatch and also well just the internet in general to book people for interviews we just did a horror author uh last week uh we have a short form and a long form version of that interview so feel free to look at that at your early convenience. But that's the main reason why we changed our name. Because we don't want people to get the idea anymore that video games is all we discuss. Video games is all we talk about. It's never been that way. So yeah, that's the only thing you pretty much missed. Um, oh, and we finally might have a second fucking editor. Which means, yay, I get to have actual free time again. And that's pretty much it. All right, let's get into them topics. And yes, Engling, you're going the fuck first. Number one. Why is racism funny to Joe Rogan? 
and explaining the chronic problem with people trying to hide behind invisible armor of comedy. Number two, lack of internet speed comprehension and is there a way to fix it? Number three, Final Fantasy VII is getting a Netflix show. Yes, we already knew it's old news, but we never actually got around to discussing it. So what do you think are some things they should and shouldn't do with it? Number four, Daredevil's back. But do you want him to stay in the TV show or do you want him to get his occasional movies as well? Start us off, Engling. Okay. Um, let me... Do you, have a, uh, do you have a transcript of all of those so I can collect my thoughts while I, I respond? To, did you not go to the announcements or the texting page? Uh, your texting page doesn't have this. The Facebook group chat does. Has all these listed up. The announcement page has it. Oh, yeah. If you go to announcements. Yeah, announcements. Again, I did also put this in the messenger. You. Okay. Why is, um, let's start with Joe Rogan. You know, I think, I think this is a complicated thing. I think that his comedy is the sense that he is that he does, you know, he does, he says things that people are afraid to say, which says a lot about his audience, but <laughs> it's, it's amusing as well to hear something that's like so out there and shitty in a, in a funny way. I don't know. It's like, it's like when you, when you see a guy write bellend on the street, you know, obviously he's an immature asshole, but it's funny because, you know, now people will see it and it says bellend. Right, like you know, it's 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 like that type of thing, but in an internet world where people are constantly, you know, prank videos are no longer funny. They haven't been funny in in ages. You know, I'm sure all of you, when you were young, you know, you watched prank prank videos, and I think now people want to see things that are really out there and not like ordinary, like riding bellend on the street. Like you can just find an image of that. You don't need to watch a whole video. So a way to get viewers and content is to constantly be controversial. And that's something we see not just in in uh, in stuff like podcasts or, or in videos like he does. You see that in uh, streams. You see that in YouTube celebrities now. And you see that in politics where having this being extreme is what gets you talked about. And that's what gets you power nowadays. And that's, well, it's extremely fucking cringe, but that's where we are, I think. Yeah, that's most of my thoughts. Do you, do you have any comments uh, or thoughts on my thoughts? I'd like to discuss it if you want. No, I, I really do, but you know how this goes. I don't interrupt. I wait till people get to through everything that they have to say. So that what I'm what I'm saying is, are you finished? Not like an asshole. I'm asking, are you done? Because you still need to go through two, three, and four. Oh, yes, yes. I was about. I was just waiting uh, to. Sorry. Okay. Lack of internet speed comprehension. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to fix it. I. Goddamn. I wish. I. I have this problem where we have Comcast, right? And um, basically, the the phone will not search anything if the cellular data is down because the the you know. Yeah. Anyway, the, like because we don't use Verizon, and that's where I got my phone. They refuse to allow the actual internet we pay for to work for my phone. Uh, I fucking hate them now. And well, you stay overcharge anyway. You shouldn't have been fucking with them. Period. Yeah, but that's where I got my phone for years. I've had the same phone number actually, uh, since I've been around here. 
like in this area. I've, I've never you, say you switch. transfer it. your phone number with your company, bro. <laughs> I'm totally aware that you can do that. I've known that all along. Anyway, the, the point is, is I don't. I didn't want to switch my plan and all this work and shit. And yeah, I my internet's been crap ever since because I think they're. Let's be honest, they're salty that I'm not buying their fucking cellular data. That's right. That's all there is to it, really. And uh, I don't know if there's a way to fix it. There, you know, one way to fix it is to increase your plan, and the other way is to buy routers and stuff. And those are both their ways to fix it. So you can pay more money. And I don't think they're offering a very easy solution unless you're stealing internet to fix it. But maybe you guys have a different thought on that. I mean, for internet speed comprehension, like it is garbage up here in Alaska. There is one company that you can get internet from. And that's if you live in a quote unquote civilized area, like where there's lots of people. You go to outlying towns and you get like the weirdest stuff and you want to talk about price jack up. Like alone for my internet, it's 175 for unlimited data plan. And I don't even know what my speed is, but it's just barely enough to do like video streaming and stuff. Um, like it's it's a gouge because that's all there is. There's not a lot of competition out there everywhere. And everyone's kind of on the same take on it. Like, oh, if we give them like this little bit, like we just make comparable packages to everybody and maybe a couple dollars cheaper, like that's quote unquote competition. There's no... There's no competing entity, especially up here, to like say, nah, man, you can't charge people 175 for the only unlimited plan, or you can't charge people 225 to get like 10 gigs of internet, you know, a month in a village. Like, there's no competition. So, when you don't have competition, you don't have people trying to like make those improvements that give those quality of life benefits. Um, I just think having some better healthy competition and people who are willing to give you more is going to do more. Like you saw AT&T and Sprint like combining to be competitive Verizon so that they could actually like do things and Verizon wasn't the only plan to get coverage everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just that it's a monopoly, right? Like, and it's not like it doesn't look like a monopoly on paper, like Google is a monopoly. It's just it is a monopoly. Because you're, you know, some areas you only have one choice or the companies, honestly, they don't want to work together to make a deal for less money so they can compete and lower the price, which is what businesses should do. No, fuck that. They want to all keep the high price and just fuck everyone who wants to buy internet. And no one, we don't have an option. We don't get a choice in that. Like we just, we just have to, we have to shill it out. Um, and I mean, I've gotten very lucky with my phone plan, but and so I can't complain about that too much, but just internet alone is ridiculous. Um, I lucked into somehow getting an unlimited data plan for not having to pay more. Like, it's the same price as my, like, four gigs of uh, 5G, and then somehow I went in one day, like, oh, you're, you're entitled for an upgrade to just unlimited everything on your phone for the same price. I'm like, that's weird, but I got lucky on that one, so I shouldn't complain too much. But I know other people don't get that same one, and especially not with internet. Because I've grown up in small town places my entire life. Like, I only had Verizon to choose from, although otherwise I wasn't getting service anywhere. And up here in Alaska, if I leave Anchorage, um, I don't get cell service unless I have AT&T. It's like he's allergic to cities where the internet's cheap. I'm sorry, I don't like people. <laughs> 
So then it's your own damn fault. <laughs> Live someplace where I don't have to worry about getting robbed on a daily basis or be around millions of people. Literally no place in this fucking world. Unless there's a population less than 10,000, which means it's still your own damn fault. Literally just recently went down to a town that had 500 people, somewhere around 500 people. <laughs> There's no cell service. Hey, hey, them ladies helped knew how to cook. I was very happy my time down in that town. Yeah, I bet that's what she was doing. Man, there is something to say no, about- Why did you just show up? It's fucking Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> something to say about a woman that will cook you three meals a day like just for doing manual labor throughout the day like it was nice it was a great time so are we moving into three or you both still yeah. have something to say about two i can move on to three i i do agree a bit like doing it where we talk about it we should do it like person 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 on the topic so people don't forget what the topics the other people say i think it'll flow better but you you've been doing it longer than me you've probably considered that so i don't want to I don't want to like suggest something like that, but just like my thought on it, I guess. No, 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 it's fine. See, what it is, is I tell everybody, and I guess you missed it because you came pretty late as far as established people go. Like after you, there was kind of sort of a people drought. Like we, after you, we didn't have another person till like a year and a half later. And then we got King and then we got my cousin all in like the same year. So we look big, but most of y'all are, half of us are almost recent developments. So what happens is the format is based on whoever's trying to do the content. So Adrian, if you have an entire subject line you want to talk about, whatever format you want, I'll adhere to. The only reason we're doing the format how we are right now has nothing to do with how I feel, quote unquote. It's because, well, we, it's, it's a matter of trial and error and experimentation. So we haven't found something that works better. Now, don't get me wrong. The whole idea of the people having a conversation conversation works, but here's the problem with that. We're not in the same place. So where if I was in a room across from you, King, and across from you, Ingling, if I want to talk about something and I ask you something, I can just look at you, King, and say, okay, I want you to discuss this subject. And then I can ask... Um, uh, 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 King, if he wants to interject on Engling stuff, or if he got anything to add to it, but the problem with the doing it over the internet is that if we do that, we just all sound like we're interrupting each other and everything, and everybody's gonna have a sentence or a word or important statement that gets cut off because they're talking over somebody else and interjecting every five seconds. So the reason it's structured this way is so people don't leave because they got pissed off someone talked over them essentially. But if we were all in like the same place, it could go, it could flow a lot easier. I know what you mean. That makes a lot of sense because I think people, like a lot of people kind of eat her off. I think I do it a little bit where you like aren't finished, but you'd seem like you're finished and then someone will interject and then they can get salty about it. I don't get salty about it, but my father gets extremely salty about it. So I'm very familiar with the issue of, I wasn't done talking. Um, <laughs> fuck that. I hate that so much, by the way. It's like my I ask in advance because in the world. there are people who just, I don't know how, but I can give somebody the topics a month ahead of time and there will still be people who have long ass pauses in one statement. That's why I just switched to asking, so are we moving on the topic instead of just moving into the next topic? Because then they'll be like, you rushed me. It's like, you go stupid slow and I thought you were done. 
Oh yeah, no, no problem. I'll, I'll continue on to three. If you are looking for a way to look into my eyes while while we're uh, while we're on this, you can just look into my um, Arnold Schwarzenegger profile picture and imagine the quote: "Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women." It's beautiful, really. It's poetry, actually. I'm gonna have you and Sean have an Arnold Schwarzenegger contest one day because he's really good at that shit. Okay, we're on to number three. Um, I'm reading it in the Stitch voice in my head. I need to stop. Um, okay, so the Final Fantasy VII uh, show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how it pairs up against other game-to-show boots like Castlevania and like the um, Witcher show. Um, I... You know, my problem with shows is they, nowadays, is they don't have closure. I, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this in the fourth topic too, actually. Um, I'll, I'll do my main thought there. But anyway, I, you know, as a, as a old fan of Final Fantasy, when it was first out, I, I was actually talking about it the other day. Um, I would like to see it stay largely true to the, um, to the game and not try to invent you know new drama and problems and make this stupid chain of like i don't know who the villain is oh my god the villain was this guy all along like every other fucking show i i just want it to be like the game because at the end of the day um this is my argument on games and i'm sure this is something you'd love to talk about on here in the future but i'll briefly i'll tease it i'll tease it out um i was discussing how i don't think graphics makes a game good i think graphics makes a game better i think graphics makes a game sell better oh my god yes it's a huge deal for that but the the ability of a game to be good or not is not dependent on graphics it's dependent on the quality of the game and how much fun it is how good the story is etc 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 so that was my my little argument in that and i pointed out final fantasy 7 did not have impressive graphics the original one and the reason it stands out amongst all the other final fantasies of that time and and even if you like the other ones better uh, it does stand out undeniably is because you know the characters are really interesting and the story was really interesting and it really was enchanting and i'd like to see the show do something like that where they they don't try to make it like every other game to film uh game to uh show um reboot they try to stay true to what made the game so fucking good right okay let's discuss four so devil's back and uh, we want him to stay oh wait do we want him to get a movie or a show um you know i just finished watching um the saint from the 60s with roger moore uh, amazing show by the way um again i my problem with superhero films now is they're all very similar and their style has actually been copied by other films. Every film is trying to be a fucking superhero movie, and it's like, let the superheroes be superheroes and stop trying to be superheroes in all these movies. Like, for example, the new James Bond movies, which if you want me to sneed about something, that would be an excellent choice. No spoilers is too soon, so oh, I, I be know. ambiguous. Be ambiguous. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the new James Bond movie. But we could talk about it. I would not spoil anything. I'm not a guy who would do that. In fact, I had a guy try to spoil stuff in one of my groups, and um, I just deleted his message within like two minutes and messaged him, hey, if you do that again, you're out. So no worries. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, that's just because I'm not an asshole. But 
like, you know, I don't mean specifically that one. I mean Spectre as well. And hey, if you put a James Bond topic in here, I'll I'll be here for sure. <laughs> I know I, I've even read the books. <laughs> I'm very informed on James Bond. Uh, like a total nerd geek guy. I even have a collection of original magazines. Anyway, um, back to Daredevil. Yes, I'd like Daredevil to... You know, what they did with The Saint, which is why I brought it up, is they did a number of episodes. They focused on episodes, and they made the episodes start and end with their little plots and stuff for the most part, uh, like most shows today do in the beginning. So now that Daredevil's back, I'd like to see another sort of chain of those where there's like one-off cases where you kind of get to know him again. And then they can go into their little tirade. And at the end of that, they can cul culminate it in a, in a film which is what The Saint did. The Saint had a number of episodes, and then in the late 60s, they made two movies, uh, Vendetta for The Saint and The Fiction Makers. So I would like to see something like that, where as the series moves through, they get a film. Yeah, that would be cool. I would tune in for that. Um, if you rush into films too quickly, you may get a bigger audience in your show, but you'll get this weird inconsistency and... It'll just like not be clean. You know, you want it to be clean. You want to build the tension for the sh for the for the movie, right? Because you want to have that audience already there and rededicated to Daredevil. That's why you want to have him go through the same sort of motions again, because you want your audience rededicated again, right? Exactly. Okay, that's that's what I have to say about that. Okay, my turn. Let me go to voice activity real quick because I'm going to pull up. What I said to fucking Whitney Cummings, of all people, who had no been to saying shit. Um, you pulled up Whitney Cummings. I what? Sorry, <laughs> nothing. I had to make the joke. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't just, hear just, what you said. I, know, I said you pulled up on Whitney Cummings. How do you not? It's like a dirty name. Like, how do you not get that? It's stupid. It's no, this is inappropriate. Hey, look, I've been in the military, so when you see last names, sometimes they're funny, and sometimes you've just gotten used to them. So Whitney Cummings ain't exactly a new person, as far as me is concerned. So this is a mature podcast. Yes, I don't it's think you're a dumb podcast. It's a pulled up. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't have bothered otherwise. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, first and foremost, I'm gonna just tell the audience so they don't have to waste time clicking things or, like, someone would even put it up on YouTube without it being demonetized. Um, alright, so, long story short, one of the many, many times Joe Rogan has done something profoundly racist on his podcast was exposed. And for those who aren't aware or the uninitiated, everyone knows, or at least in North America, that one of the most common raise ways of racist to insult the African-American or the African in general is to, I shit you not, compare them to other mammals of the primate and ape variety. So when a movie like Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out, oh my God, did racists fall in love with that movie? Because they spent months, if not that full entire fucking year of its release, comparing African-Americans to anything in those movies involving primates, chimps, and any other form of a monkey. 
Because, well, if there's one if there's one thing a racist favorite thing is, it's being racist. So, one day Joe Rogan was going to see Rise of the Planet of the Apes with his friend. And he said, hey, what type of area are we going to see it in? And he stated, oh, I went to go see Rise of the Planet of the Apes around apes. Now, at this point, he starts giggling and laughing about the shit. And again, this is just me abridging it. If you want the full video, best believe every part of the fucking internet knows about it and has it. Okay. This is on top of him already coming under shit for literally lying for close to a full year about any and everything involving the fucking COVID shit. Right. Because contrary to the bullshit belief of, uh, what is it? Oh yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. That is genuinely a fucking lie. However, a bunch of people stepped in to defend him who didn't even fucking listen to what he said slash did and then rescinded it. Or they tried to act like they condone and support it without saying what they did. And also they themselves don't even do the same shit. And that's where Whitney Cummings shows up. Now I'm not going to go through what every celebrity who temporarily backed him then pulled out did or the celebrities who said okay i don't believe he's a racist but he was wrong for saying what he did but i'm gonna just go on what whitney cummings said and this is where the issue comes in because the problem with arrogant people is that they never don't think they're right so whitney cummings said comedians did not sign up to be your hero it is our job to be irreverent and dangerous to question authority and to take you through a spooky mental haunted house so you can arrive at your own conclusions stay focused on the people we pay taxes to to be more leaders to which I said, comedian's job is to be funny. Joe Rogan's racist statements failed to do the job for his audience. Also, his podcast ain't listened to as a comedic entertainment. You condoning trash tier racist humor in a setting not ever established as comedy is just being willfully ignorant. Also, I'm very curious, Whitney Cummings, if you make the same statement when a comedian makes a rape joke because apparently too many hypocrites can't make their mind up. Next time... Just say the First Amendment is nobody's friend. He messed up, period. Your opinion is not a fact. So that, in a way, explains how the fuck I feel about it. But see, how I felt about it is not how I felt. What I felt about it is just what I did was describe the actual incident. Literally, Joe Rogan podcast is not listed under any category of comedic entertainment. So him trying to say what well, he was doing it as a joke means literally nothing. Also, when you say these jokes around people, you think aren't going to do anything about it. Or you get told this is racist. This is fucked up. Or you go out of your way to hide that you tell these jokes when you know you're being filmed. Why are you acting like you're not scared or that the rules don't apply to you? It's not. And what, and what was the very first thing I mentioned? His job is to be funny. Then why is it he only did it this selective time? Why did he go back and his entire podcast sweep through and his producers, because Joe Rogan does not edit and manage his own shit. He doesn't have the mental acuity for that shit. And yeah, I'm calling it right now and I don't care how he feels about that. And I'm not saying that as a joke. Joe Rogan is too stupid to handle all the audio and video editing of his podcast. Or you could say, quote unquote, he's ignorant of the subject matter, but he just haven't learned it yet. Well, first off, motherfucker, you made $200 million and you can't learn to manage and edit any of your own shit. You don't fucking want to. You willfully ignorant of the subject material. But 
My point is, is that without being told to or demanded to by Spotify, who had no way of going through all of his shit, because he's been doing this for a long time, and you would need to devote at least a hundred people a whole entire month and pay them to listen to everything he said, he went and deleted 70 other podcasts of his own discretion. Why do you think that was? Because he said fucked up shit and he doesn't like that he lost money. So he doesn't want to risk losing more money. It's not about the right and the wrong or he should be allowed to say a joke. No one said that he can't make a joke. No one, technically, there are people that will say you can't make a racist joke. But the First Amendment says you can't. The problem is, is the people who act like there's not going to be punishments or ramifications for racist shit. Also, those same people always, and I stress this, always seem to not have an answer for it. Well, if racist shit is okay as a joke, if you say it as a joke, why is it that you only target one single fucking minority group? With the exception of Carlos Mencia, the world's dumbest fake Mexican, He's not Mexican, just in case anyone's wondering. He's actually Honduran. There's practically been no comedian who's going out of their way to target anybody of any minority with the exception of the LGBT and African-Americans. I've yet to ever have a conversation or a random text message or a phone call with one of my white friends and say, hey, how come I can't say the Mexican B word? How come I can't say this fucked up word about Puerto Ricans, which I'm not going to bring up? It's always about, hey, at what point in time can I say nigga? He didn't do anything new. He just did something that everyone else has gotten in trouble for. And he was just the next motherfucker in line to do it because he never took it seriously. He took racism as a joke. Essentially, he trivialized racism because he didn't realize there would be ramifications for it. And he's not the first person to do it and he won't be the last. But what disgusts me is when people jump the fuck in and try to play the, well, he's a comedian card. Uh, okay, so if he's a comedian and he made a joke that a vast majority of his audience don't find funny and he lost money because of it, then he sucked at telling that joke. I'm not telling him to apologize for the joke. And I will tell you, well, for the, uh, well, I guess it was a long time. For the time that I was a comedian, I honestly was terrified for the first five seconds when I get on the stage because someone reminded me I've never been booed off a stage. That's the worst situation I've ever had to deal with. And of course, I make shit, I talk shit about a celebrity and somebody wants to come up to me after I'm done and tell me why their celebrity is untouchable and some shit like that. Ironically, I've somehow avoided the whole entire Taylor Swift clan. But to be fair, um, Taylor Swift is the gift that keeps on giving. It's the only dead horse you can beat because every so often it opens its eyes and starts moving around. It's never truly dead. He fucked up. And he didn't care that he fucked up until he realized, oh shit, I'm losing money. Because Spotify has confirmed and the CEO of Spotify confirmed they did not tell him to go and get rid of his old podcast. He removed 70 of them. They were unaware that he did it. Then he also got the shit rock because Spotify temporarily closed. And this is before that. They temporarily closed their uh, unsubscribe button because Joe Rogan caused the biggest unsubscribe event in the company's entire history. Neil Young has a lot of fans. Joe Rogan has some fans. Neil Yogan has international fans, but he wasn't even the only person. Three more artists followed too. The man is a genuine hypocrite. 
Because I promise you, if somebody sat there and shit-talked his whole entire fucking family, his immediate family, every single fucking day, I promise you, he wouldn't say, oh, well, hey, they're allowed to do that. It's just a joke. Calm down, everybody. And the main reason is because there's no way to hit back at him. If he said it to me, hey, I've met plenty of people bigger than me that think it's okay to be racist because the minorities they do it around are smaller than them. Then, And I tell people, did you notice that they never want to try it around somebody who says anything to them? Fun fact, almost all tasers on Amazon are less than $40. I've had quite a few for quite some time. As far as I'm concerned, Joe Rogan had this coming. Because he never wanted to own up to it. And the only reason he's doing so now is because he's losing money. And that's fucked up. He's not doing it because it's the right thing to do. He's doing it because, no, my wallet. And I'm not going to feel bad for a dude who claims he's a Democrat. And he wants people to pay their fair share of taxes. But then goes on his podcast and say, and I quote, I have fuck you money. Literally, that's what he said. I have fuck you money after he got that um, $200 million deal with Spotify. Um, moving on to number two. All right, okay. so this ties in to a very, very specific fucking hilarious issue. I think I told half of y'all about. Deathclaw, I know you didn't hear about this, but this shit is going to blow your fucking mind and it annoys me. All right, so who here knows what a Category 5 cable is? I do. I do. Oh, sweet. All right, so England doesn't. All right, so a category five cable is a cable that has a set internet speed. And anytime the speeds increase, they change the category number if it's a dramatic increase. Every single, and I stress this, every single ethernet cable that you can get from a traditional store, the big box stores, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, all them hoes, they're category five. Did you know Category 5 has been obsolete for almost 12 years? Yeah. Can you explain to you why they don't use different cable or more high-end cables? Well, um, that's that, that wasn't the point, but I guess we can get to it later, but no. So, here's what happened to me. As y'all know, I was determined to get a PlayStation 5 no scalp. I technically succeeded. But here's what pissed me the fuck off. I thought my PlayStation 5 was broke out of the box because it couldn't connect to the internet for longer than 15 minutes to an hour, something like that, right? I called up the, the ISP, Comcast. I called up the fucking uh, production, the manufacturer of the modem, Netgear. And I called up Sony. Everybody said it was everybody else's problem until Sony said, look, you're under warranty. Send it to us. We'll fix it. They sent it back to me so fast. It made no fucking sense. So I pulled out this little slip. You know what the slip said was wrong with the PlayStation 5? Not a goddamn thing. So now I only have to ping pong with two people. So I call Sony. Sony says... Here's what we need. We're going to make it as accessible as possible. We're going to give you some type of special IP address thing that'll directly link your um, PlayStation 5 to the server or something that we need. I don't know the technical aspect name of it, but I'm abbreviating it. And I do that. Shit still don't work. Oh, well, we actually pick up two different types of Wi-Fi signals. It could be that you may have your router switching between them, and that's the problem. I don't have a router. Well, you said you have everything plugged into your modem? Yeah, and it works? Oh, you have a hybrid modem router? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we actually block access to those. 
Are you fucking serious? Why do you not mention that in your terms of service or on your fucking website or anywhere on the actual PlayStation 5? Oh, well, that's a different department. I don't know why we don't do that. I can direct you to somebody else. No, motherfucker. How do I fix this? Oh, you have to get a more traditional modem. You can't get a hybrid modem. The Xbox One X is the same way. I'm curious how to, uh, how to fuck you know that shit, but okay. So... I had to go and buy a brand new modem, but on top of that, I had to get a fucking router too. So that's $400 down the drain, right? And I'm paying for like gig download speeds and shit. Now, I get this stuff. About a month and a half has passed. Internet goes out again. Everything else works. Internet goes out again. Call up Comcast because I'm not about to play this bullshit game again, right? Had to register the modem to the system or in general to my location because I own my modems. So Comcast had to put me in the system as someone who owned my modem, right? I didn't, uh, I don't, I'm not, I, they get enough money for me. They don't need an extra five bucks for, from giving me a modem. Now, here's where it gets crazy. For some reason, my internet speed could never get anywhere near what the modem was capable of or what the ISP said I should be easily capable of because I'm in a big city. Not bragging, but it's it's very common to be able to get speeds beyond or at what you literally pay for because it's easier to let somebody get access to a somewhat higher speed than to bottleneck them in a big city. So, here's the thing. They tell me that the problem is just the type of modem or router that I have. It's no longer a hybrid modem, but there are certain types of modems that cannot work if they're routed through a router and then connected to a game system. So the only way I can use my PlayStation 5 online is if I literally unplug it from the router, reboot this motherfucker while it's plugged into the PlayStation 5 physically on a hard line. So the rest of my house can have internet if PS5 has internet. Man, that is some one percenter shit right there. But here's what tripped me out. Comcast decided to let me know that I might want to consider changing my category of my ethernet. I was like, what do you mean category? Well, uh, most modems and installations we service, we give them a category five cables. Like, okay, you want to be more specific? I was like, okay, so the download speeds are somewhat determined. The download capability is determined by your cable, but the download speed is determined by us and your modem. Wait, so you're telling me none of this shit is synced up? No. Okay, so what do I need to do? Well, you've already placed your modem. You've already placed your router. Uh, you need to get category bare minimum six cables but it looks like you can take somewhere between seven and eight. So I would say just go for category eights. Why didn't you guys give me those? It was like, well, to be fair, you didn't get a motor from us. Like, no, but the dude offered to leave me cables and he made a ethernet cable directly in front of me just cause I told him I wanted to see what it looked like when you make the cable. You have spools full of truck spools full of ethernet category five, but you don't carry eights. Uh, no, we actually don't in the, uh, uh, for home services I was like, 
But you're saying that you will give us a modem capable of a speed that the cable can't allow us to experience and you'll still charge us for that speed without being able to access it because of the cable. Yes. I'm going to assume that's legal on a technicality, but let me ask you something. Um, My modem, my internet speed, am I capable of receiving it through my through my ethernet uh hold on let me check oh no so you're telling me for literally half of a fucking year comcast before the playstation 5 was even involved you're telling me for half a year i've been paying you guys for an internet speed that you know i cannot fucking access well, we don't control what cables you buy. I didn't actually buy the cable. What did I just say? You guys gave me the cable and I never changed it out. Oh. Uh, would you be interested in discussing a different plan? I just like how they're acting like they're not the asshole in this and they're trying to like help me help myself when they're the ones who gave me the fucking problem. Because I'm not even like paraphrasing shit. This is barbatim the entire conversation. So I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to buy a category eight cable. What plan can I use? I'm in Illinois. I'm still under the crisis internet uh, subsidy program. So my internet's going to be $30 off of whatever you charge me. So yeah, all things totaled, I spent about, and this is including the six months, I spent close to $878, $878 before taxes on increasing my speed when really if they hadn't been a bullshit piece of shit I could have only spent 45 a month so that's really what prompted this question now as far as answering the question lack of internet speed comprehension and is there a way to fix it that's very simple I'm gonna tell you point blank verbatim Point blank, verbatim. It's very easy to fix. The problem is, for some dumbass reason, these providers are not mentioning this. And it doesn't make any sense. Because here's the thing. We already know Netflix played the bottleneck game. We already know Comcast played the bottleneck game. AT&T played the bottleneck game. Basically, with the exception of T-Mobile and Verizon, everybody got caught playing the bottleneck game. This doesn't affect that. This affects the speed that they're paying for. This affects if someone's going to switch to a different provider. If I'm paying Comcast for, I don't know, 800 megabytes of download speed, but I've never gotten past 400. And I go to AT&T because even though they say they're going to give me 800, I actually get closer to it. 700, 750, blah, 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 blah. And all I have to do is get a cable that does not even cost 10 fucking dollars to keep my customer. I'm going to fucking do it. All they have to do is tell the same shit that they tell those people when new cell phones come out. Let the customers know, hey, Ethernet Ethernet category eight is a thing. Here are some cables we got in the store. Would you like to buy them from us? Oh, or hey, tell you what, we're gonna give you a free upgrade and we're gonna go and change all the cables for all new customers or when it's time to upgrade your modem to a category eight cable. That's all they gotta do. That's how they fix it. Somebody in the marketing department 
needs to talk to somebody in the IT department so they can look less stupid. Because as we've all learned, the marketing department for any major corporation is usually filled with people who don't even use the product or even really care about the product. They care about getting it to sell. Let's try to fix some of that, goddammit. So yeah, that one was long. And for those of you who didn't already have them, hey, go get yourself some Category 8 cables. I'll give you an Amazon link soon. Moving on to number three. So we learned like last year, two years ago, Final Fantasy VII was getting a Netflix show. Okay, fine. I don't think that Square Enix would let them keep the license if they think it's going to be a piece of shit. You know, they're actually supervising some of this stuff. It's not the same as how Capcom did their shit or the Cowboy Bebop uh, situation, which, oh man, it's getting turned into a comic book. Just, just let the trash fire die. Just let the trash fire die. It had so much potential, but then they pissed it away with stupid, self-serving fanfic bullshit. Anyways. As far as things I think they should do. Give us like one or two prequel episodes for everybody. Because the story of Final Fantasy VII itself is not told in order. I know people think it is, but stop and think about it for a second. The first thing that happens is the entirety of Crisis Core. We don't find that out until almost 15 years later. The second thing that happens is Cloud getting to Midgard. But that's just for Cloud. First thing that happens for Tifa is waking up after the fire of Nibelheim and getting, uh, getting surgery and getting cared for in Midgard and getting left by Zahn. Why is Zahn even missing? The man was a martial arts instructor. You got a student who's half dead. And we still never see him after that flashback again. But I feel like they're going to try to make it more important or at least explain where the fuck he's been. Fun fact, if you got the art book of Final Fantasy VII Remake, they show you a redesign of Zong. But Zong is never in the game. Barrett's is even easier. You do the entire thing that happens once you leave Midgard and you're in Golden Saucer. The whole entire situation with him in the mind and why he genuinely fucking hates um, Shinra and him first coming to Midgard, you know, just all types of shit you can do. There's your first season right there, showing the, uh, the how the characters start their personalities off in the beginning of the fucking game. Because in the game, you only see them de developing from the game forward. You don't see how they got the way they got with the exception of Sephiroth. Sephiroth is the person who we see the most character development of, even though we have the least amount of direct reactions with. That e that's technically even included in Crisis Core. Anjil and Sephiroth had the most character development in the entirety of that fucking game. Then again, that game's story, story or writing was fucking terrible, but that's another matter. Um, I would like that. Start us off with the past and then move us into the present. Because that's how you build a good story. Another thing they can do, I'm not saying they should do this, but this is more of a can. I know I'm adding shit at the last minute. They could also just tell the story verbatim from beginning to end the way it was structured. And as long as they don't try to speed through it and rush through it and show off a little bit of side questing, a little bit of main story. I'm fine. And we can also see different perspectives. Like we only see the Turks before and after they do something. 
in remake for the first time, we see them kind of sort of in between sometimes. You know, do I like the Turks? No, but fleshing them out can make a good story. Show us what was going on with Yuffie that led her to leave. Because here's the thing. We know why Yuffie left, but we only know it via a fucking singular sentence or paragraph. Show us the entire event leading up to that. How about that? Um, so. So essentially fucking they they have a lot of room to expand on things that they do and that things that they can do. And I want to see that. Now, here's some things they shouldn't do. Well, first and foremost, uh, let whoever fucking wrote Cowboy Bebop live action nowhere near this. I believe his name was Justin Cook or something Cook. Yeah, don't let him anywhere near this shit. But that joke aside, um, they should not make the characters look like a generic cliche anime. What I mean is the characters have an established face for lack of a better term. They've never not had full list of physical features, meaning they have a fucking nose. I want them to have, even if it, I don't care if it's CG or I don't care if it's 2D. I don't want the character designs to excessively deviate to accommodate a stereotype. Some of the best shit that has ever happened when it comes to creativity in the world of animation. And I don't just mean Japanese cartoons. I mean, the world of animation is when people are making unique details and designs with faces. Attack on Titan. We all know you can recognize an attack on Titans type character almost immediately. They have a fucking nose and a real chin. And in the case of fucking, what's another good one? Well, Dragon Ball is a little bit of its own mixed bag of shit. Cause sometimes they have good animators. Sometimes they have bad animators and they don't care. Their excuses. Well, we can fix it in the Blu-ray, that type of bullshit. Anyways, they also should not. And I stress this. They should not try to focus on characters who are not primary to the original series. I'm telling you right now, I acknowledge and I accept that Genesis Angel Lazard, I think that's his name or Lazarus. I don't know his name. Those people let him exist. Maybe have them in a flashback or half of an episode. I don't want the story centering around the people that I don't get to fucking play. That means you can have episodes of the cloud, Tifa, Aerith, Barrett, Sephiroth, Revis, not really catchy because it's a, it's a robot. Revis, Sephiroth, Vincent, Yuffie, Aerith. That's enough right there for a full season. I don't want to wake up in a world where I'm waiting for a new episode. Everyone loves the show. And I found out, oh, this entire episode is about Cloud's mom and how Cloud is secretly the half brother of Rufus Shinra. By the way, for those wondering, that's actually a distinct possibility. It's not even like 50-50. It's more like a 80% chance that uh, Cloud, Cloud and Rufus are brothers now. So take that how you will. Anyways. 
All right. So, um, that's, that's legitimately how I feel about that. Uh, there's so much right they can do. There's so much wrong they can do. I don't have to worry about combat because for some reason, Japan in the 2D aspect and 3D aspect have become gods of action choreography. They could have complete and total trash and they could hire someone who's a god and they could fix that shit. Lickety split. Number four. And this is going to sound very greedy, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. It's been too long. Not really, but you know what I mean. Hey, I want a Daredevil show that leads into a movie, a Daredevil movie, not Daredevil combined with other motherfuckers. They could use that as an excuse to speed up bringing in the Defenders back or making the Defenders a thing again. And then after that, I want him to go back to having a show and being in the occasional crossover. The, the reason the, the original reason the Avengers were doing so good was because people like seeing these characters who we saw develop, get to know each other and come around each other. But when they got later into the movies, because, you know, time constraints, obviously, because it's a movie, we just saw characters interacting with each other and there really wasn't character development. There was only interactions and they were either funny or they were serious and that was it. But when you do the more personal stuff like Spider-Man No Way Home, when you do fucking, what was it? When, uh, uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America and Winter Soldier. We got more time to see actual personality and character interactions and growths. And that was just because there was less super, not necessarily less action. It was just less supers going around. Look at the small amount of time that we had Andrew, Toby, and um, Tom all in the same place. Those two, or all of them, were kind of sort of being each other's support. They were helping each other go into character development and stopping each other from doing bad things. I shit you not, every time I see Toby on that screen, oh, I had to fight back some tears. I miss Toby. I don't hate Andrew, but I miss Toby. Hate those movies though, but I miss Toby. Anyways, um, that, that's what I want for Daredevil because Daredevil is a linchpin just like Spider-Man and just like Blade were linchpins. When they showed up, okay, um, Adrian, would you like to put all of that in the pick dump section? Well, you don't, you don't get it. It was, uh, I, no, it was a no, quote I get for it, you, but the I put a is, <laughs> I totally get it. My problem is you're putting it in texting, not pick dump. Sorry, sorry. I, I was like the last one anyway, unless I was going to send Travis on the flag. Anyways, all right. So that's how I feel about that because all bullshit aside, there was no downside at any point in time with Daredevil. Like, legit, there was no fucking downside. So because there was no downside, it's in a unique position to be able to pick up what it picks up, right? Every episode was good. It was even, uh, if memory serves, it got Emmy nominated. I don't know if he got the award, and I think it was Golden Globe uh, nominated. 
and out of nowhere, just boom. Netflix said, you know what? We canceling this shit because Marvel about to fuck us over with Disney Plus. But obviously that kind of sort of got worked out. Technically, he wasn't wrong. But I guess I forgot the creator's name because I know Stan Lee's kid worked on it at one point too, was one of the producers. But Netflix realized, or, or I guess Disney didn't realize that, oh, if we take shit from people, they don't have to support us or take shit from us. And hopefully it got worked out. I'm not going to pretend I know the entire situation, but here's what has been confirmed. Almost all the characters are going to function how they originally did, but there will be minute changes based on the story going forward. So Daredevil on Netflix is still technically canon, but there will be slight modifications and changes because remember, Daredevil doesn't take place within the direct Marvel Avengers timeline. It takes place around it. That's been confirmed. What hasn't been confirmed is, is he, if he's getting a movie. And what hasn't been confirmed is how many other people are coming besides Daredevil. Most people think it's just the situation of Daredevil's coming first because he's the easiest to get and everybody else is going to follow suit later. Possibly with the exception of Iron Fist. I don't think too many people are going to be mad at that though. But also, on top of that, let's be real. Look, everybody in the Iron Fist show was better than fucking Iron Fist was. I'm not even remotely joking. I want to see more of Typhoid Mary and Typhoid Mary's legs. And more importantly, Typhoid Mary. Misty Knight is actually pretty cool, but obviously she's meant for a more procedural drama. Or you could put her as the supporting character in a show where a hero is accused of murder, have She-Hulk defending them as their lawyer and Misty Knight and Daredevil team up to clear somebody's name. That, fuck, ooh, that should be a total thing. Damn. I kind of want to write that idea down. Anyways. So yeah, that's that's how I, I feel about the shit. I honestly think that the world is their oyster currently right now. There is practically nothing they can do wrong at this point. And I am over the moon and happy that, you know, Kevin Feige is as big of a Marvel fan as he is a, a, a fucking CEO or chairman. Because movies can go so wrong when someone just likes it because they can get money from it versus someone who likes it because they like the brand itself. That's rare in the world of business, unless it's, you know, food or booze. So yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Uh, moving on, here comes our new slash late challenger. Deathclaw has appeared for us. And uh, before we get to you, Deathclaw, because, you know, you got time to go back into stuff. Uh, King, I'm going to go ahead and let you deal with these topics, and I'm going to go put myself on push to talk slash mute. Hey, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to the, uh, the Joe Rogan thing, I mean, clearly he was doing, you know, the shit he was doing is wrong. You know, racism's not okay. Um, I know from his content that, you know, he's, he, he's, he's the type that 
pushes the boundaries of things and is is trying to push those conventional you know the nowadays thoughts of stuff is like everything you say is racist everything you say uh you know these these conceptions you have societally aren't always actually how it is and i can appreciate somebody and again i'm not defending him for the things he did like say going to see planet of the apes and saying that he's going to go view them with other apes is totally okay and obviously removing 70 videos clearly saw something was wrong financially or not like clearly he was doing something wrong that was inappropriate and that need to be addressed so not defending him on that aspect but i do like the idea of anybody who's going to try to break a bit of the the social moment always push the status quo because i feel as a as a society like we need to you know always be questioning like why is this a social norm why is this that and not just done the racism thing but just topics in general like you know him with his mdma or bring controversial topics up and being okay with discussing them with other people um i think it's important to have those conversations about pushing the status quo but the issue does come in when you do things that aren't pushing a status quo and are just wrong like it's a very fine line you have to walk where you're pushing the status and questioning it but also not trying to not going back not backstepping history or perpetuating a toxic culture to it like i always have any conversation with anybody about you know words or philosophical believings or religion and stuff or politics i'll always promote those conversations with people to understand their points of view and though not always agreeing with them you know being able to push questions like why is this not okay why aren't we okay with this like why do we still hold on to ideas from a hundred years ago when we're nowadays um you know so I, I could see where his content could accidentally go towards you know the racism route on some topics but clearly with this one it was definitely in the wrong and i think people who want to push those comedians or otherwise need to be mindful of that they're going to try pushing status quo for content or for social growth um clearly people do a lot of this stuff for money so i understand that aspect of it but it doesn't mean they can't be making money while also doing things that are beneficial to society in some way of like questioning those status quos and moving on with stuff um so i really got on that one i'm not i haven't seen a whole lot of his content just a lot of the hearing hearing about stuff in videos from other people uh lack of interesting comprehension like we discussed it earlier with the you know not having a lot of internet providers not having a lot of competition and there's like a little bit of competition but not a lot um cat5 has been an industrial standard for like ever and yeah it's definitely outdated with technology like technology comes outdated very quickly nowadays absolutely and the fact that, you know, Comcast wasn't able to hook you up with better cabling that actually met your internet speeds was very scummy of them. But what incentive did they have where you're you're going to pay out that money anyways and you, you're you paying the money. What do they care? Um, and that's wrong. That's a wrong mentality. Um, in terms of like high end cable and stuff, a lot of the time, like there are significantly better cables in the world. Um. I mean, it's always it's always a cost. Uh, it's always a cost benefit um, 
cost result benefit to look at like cat five is standard because it's easy to work with people been working with it forever as you get more and more of the high-tech cables um especially if you get in stuff like high-end fiber optics which is like golden like you want to talk about data speed transfer high-end uh, fiber optics but you need to be very specialized to be able to work with those fiber optics you need to be very special uh very careful with them because if you break them like that cable's shot like you can't patch up a fiber octave cable like you can a cat five cable so you have to be very careful laying those and they're expensive um to work with and you have to take a whole lot of things into consideration with the installation of them and making sure that they're safe and protected and any kind of heat transfers being accounted for so I can see why, you know, definitely from a cheap end, sticking with the Cat5 because that's been staying forever, they should update that stuff and have better cabling, but you'll get, you can only get so far with actual physical components that go into a Cat5 um, before you do have to get into the, the high-end fiber optics to actually get the speeds that, you know, the maximum speeds that we're able to produce nowadays and transfer um, and those, again, technical expertise and they're expensive and you gotta be really careful with them because if you break them, like just, it's glass breaking. You literally will break glass and inside the thing and you can't fix that. Um, I kinda, I kinda wrap in Final Fantasy VII and Daredevil into one quick thing. And that's just kind of like on the movie, the, the movie industry as general. Um, you know, they, they've done a whole lot of like Netflix shows and going back to, you know, like The Witcher, bring The Witcher up. Um, and I was super excited for The Witcher, not that I played any games or other books, but it was really cool. And I'd read, I heard stuff about it and I was like, oh, there's gonna be a Netflix show. That sounds really cool. And first season was kind of cool. And second season, not so much from my opinion. Um, and that just seems like a lot of the media genre nowadays with these shows is people are going in with a lot of reference material to go for and like perfectly adequate reference material. Like, I don't think anyone would have complained if they just took the Witcher book and they made it a movie like for Bay Dump. People have been super happy because you get to see the show of the book you read and you, you literally you had the script just follow the script. Stop doing fancy stuff. No one liked it. Um, I would like to see that with Final Fantasy 7. It's just kind of follow the script, man. Um, don't try to get too fancy with it. A expand on some characters a little bit if you want to give them a little bit more time, uh, time and care that you think they deserve. Don't change the story. Don't try to get too fancy with it. Like you have the script already. Like you have, you have everything you need there. Um, and don't try to make it like a Final Fantasy 7 remake. Final Fantasy 7 remake I am happy with so far. Um, don't try to get fancy with that with the Netflix show and try to like, oh, let's do an alternate reality like remake was like, no, 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 no. People want to see this because we want to see this, you know, uh, you know, low graphic Final Fantasy 7 game that we love and we want to see it on like the big screen. We want to see like a movie of it and watch all these events happen, you know, with voice actors and animation and all the cool fight scenes that we always dreamed of like advent children advent or yeah advent children advent children was amazing um and it, it used the same characters and progress the story and i think you could literally just 
copy and paste a storyline from the original seven and go with it and just make the cool fight scenes, make the cool animations. Um, I think that's just a lot with like writers nowadays either trying to get too creative with something or just seemingly lazy or not knowing their audience. Uh, this kind of goes into the Daredevil thing, like know your audience, know what your audience wants to see. Like you have an entire internet of resources for the people that want to watch your show. And if the director is not somebody who's like, oh, I'm not, I, I want my vision on the screen, don't have them then. They can go do their vision somewhere else. They can, they can do somewhere else. Um, make some other medium then. You want people to watch Daredevil? Make the fans happy. You want people to watch Final Fantasy VII Remake? Make them happy. Heck, I'll even go into Star Wars. You want to make the Star Wars people happy? Make a Star Wars film. Listen to the audience and what they want to see on screen because they'll go and pay for it. And if you want to make money, do that. If you want creative freedom, go do something else. Don't mess with the established mediums that are already here. Um, if you had if you had named uh, the new Star Wars trilogy anything but Star Wars, people probably would have enjoyed it. But you called it Star Wars, and that wasn't Star Wars. So don't don't try to get fancy or cute with with this stuff coming out. Listen to your audience. I think Sonic was a great example of that where. You know, they, they let spoilers out. They like they let leak imagery come out. People are like, I don't like that. I don't want to go see that. And then he fixed it. And then guess what? They made a lot of money. And now they're making another one, which even if it's bad, I'll go see. Hopefully it's not bad. They did a really good job with the first one. So that's just kind of my take on those. Just stick to the material. Listen to what the audience wants to see. Um, I'm always good with any Netflix or any kind of TV series if they're going to go for a while to have movies with them. Just stick to the material. Don't try to get fancy with it. Daredevil doesn't need to be in the MCU more than it needs to be. Uh, Final Fantasy VII doesn't need branching timelines and, and, and new creation stuff. Like, there's no need. You know, stick to the material, stick to what the audience wants. And I think they'll do very well if they do if they do those things. Yeah, that's what I got on that. Um, was it Deathclaw next? Yes. I reckon so. There we go. That's better, right? Yep, found it. All right, so from the top, man, Joe Rogan, a few, a few years back, I used to listen to his podcast and whatnot, you know? And that guy kind of gave me the uh, same idea that Elon Musk gives me. They think they know it all. They think they're genius and all that stuff, you know? When it came to that racist comment, that was even more bullshit, you know? He thinks that his shit don't sting, trying to uh, do some dumb shit, trying to make some racist-ass joke. Like, you know, it's okay to joke. I don't mind joking. But when it comes to that type of shit... You got to think about the the repercussions. You know, what's the uh, what's the point of trying to be this celebrity when all you're gonna do is just talk shit about your audience? Which, pretty much any racist joke, that's what it's all about. And this coming, knowing that for a darn fact, the majority of this podcast here is we're minorities. You, know, you got a Mexican and one not hands in the name token. But, It's an accidental fluke, but hey, it works, right? 
But uh, yeah, no, Joe Rogan has the, this mentality that, you know, he can't be touched. He can't be told what's right and what's wrong. Hell, his podcast is just about talking shit about everything and anything. Really. So, you know, I, I haven't subscribed to Joe Rogan's shit in a long time because after a while, it just reminded me of InfoWars and this kind of just, it sealed the deal for me, you know? Like, you can talk all, you can make whatever joke you want as long as it's, you know, not racist. I'm tired of the racism, I'm tired of the fucking hate over something that's as dumb as how much melatonin your skin is getting. But really, I this is the first time about me hearing about it. I had to do a little bit of research. And being Joe Rogan and shit, I don't give a rat's ass about his dumb ass. Now, when it comes to the internet spit now, that's an issue. And like, uh, like you had said before, Sax, is, it's some bullshit that they're doing. Because for about four or five years, I was paying for 100 megabytes a second. Now it's only getting 25. Just because I had a Cat 5 cable instead of Cat 8. And, I mean, that shit is outdated. Speaking of which, like let me run. go get everybody links to a Cat 8 cable real quick. But continue. I mean... Hell, it's low voltage and whatnot, but I mean, at that point, it's extremely outdated. You're talking about like when internet was still being a thing, when you had the fucking dial-up bullshit going on, and you had that annoying noise whenever you had to start up your computer and shit. But I don't understand why it is that internet companies or internet providers, instead of uh, hooking you up with the latest technology for their modems, they hook you up with a cat 5 cable that can't even run that type of high-speed internet but yet they're charging you hundreds some dollars a month to run that internet when you're not even getting the full package you're only getting about 25 30 percent of what you're what they're offering you and you're paying that price and if that were the case i would have just gone with a uh, 25 megabytes for freaking 50 60 dollars rather than paying freaking 150 dollars for my 120 megabytes and get it done and over with. And that is an outrage, especially here where I live. Uh, there's an internet provider company that has a uh, monopoly here. It's a uh, Windstream, which I think Connect is their, their service. And everybody in this town, you know, small little rural town, bitches about the low speed internet when they're paying for high speed internet. And they're not even getting the ping that they're offered. And it just comes down to the cable. But, um, yeah, all they got to do is just swap the cables whenever you connect the modem for your new service. Not deal with, uh, not deal with that bullshit of having to go out, drive to Best Buy, get a Cat 8 cable, and then having to plug everything back in. That's just an annoyance. You guys don't even fucking carry it. No, talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, I played the game, but I never got really too much into the lore. But the, uh, the way the game was running, the, uh, the chronological order of things was a little bit fucked up for my taste, which kind of confused me halfway through until I had to kind of scramble everything after finishing the game to get my bearings on it. And I'm just hoping that when they do come to the show, you know, they get a good director that 
no Salore, you know, a fan, especially. So, I mean, everybody from child to elderly, they're fans of video games. Everybody has played video games. And Final Fantasy VII, that's some um, 40-some-year-old's childhood. They can easily get a director that knows what the fuck he's doing, knows the lore, enjoys the game, and can make a good show about it. But, uh... Daredevil. Man, Daredevil. That's a... That's a weird topic. I've uh, watched a new No Way Home thing, and uh, spoilers for those who aren't prepared about it, you know. Matt Murdock does show up. You know, the same actor that comes out in the uh, Netflix series shows up in the MCU, which, by everything that's Disney, if it shows up in a movie, it's canon. So henceforth, the show is canon. And that means that Punisher is canon. But if they're really going to continue on with the show and it's going to be a Netflix Disney type of thing, I want to at least be able to see some Matt Murdock, you know, cameras here and there. At least him covering some other superheroes' ass besides Spider-Man, because every single Avenger has some some sketchy chat. Especially, um, especially Hawkeye. If you guys have seen the new, uh, the new series, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't just walk away from blowing up Times Square or not Times Square, but um, Madison Square or wherever that fountain is. I'm don't know you New York um you can't just go away blowing up the giant ass tree and you know creating major explosions having a full-on gang war in the middle of Christmas Eve so I kind of want to see at least a little bit of nuance during the next season of Hawkeye to uh to show like Matt Murdock at least defending superheroes like it does in the comics because that was pretty much what he did. Because he already knew who the heroes were. And nobody knew who his secret identity is. Nobody knew Daredevil's secret identity as Matt Murdock. So there's a lot of ways you can implement Daredevil into the MCU. As long as having his own standalone show. Especially now that we're going into, uh, what is it? Phase 4? Phase 5? Phase 5? Is it Phase 4? Yeah, now that we're going into Phase 4... I mean, you got all the shit that's going on, all this new heroes up and coming. I mean, you got the Eternals, you got the Black Knight coming for those of you who are not seeing the Eternals. And I mean, the Black Knight is a uh, very kind of out of the way character. He's not very mainstream per se, but, you know, it's it's something that's coming. We got maybe Galactus coming in phase four or some other big bad. Nonetheless, though, you can easily implement Daredevil. And his skills and abilities are pretty far above that. I mean, heightened perception, he can tell who the hell you are just by your smell. Be it in costume or out of costume. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically my rant. Okay, I wouldn't really call it a rant. You know, it's more like a sermon, if you will. Um, but yeah, uh, not really to piggyback, but to boost up what, uh, Deathclaw said, he's absolutely right. Most of the people on this podcast are in fact fucking minorities. As far as preference sexually, I've never really cared or asked, but eventually by just statistical averages, we're going to come across somebody on here who's bisexual. I think that's the only thing we have left 
We've had trans, we've had gay dudes. We still haven't had a, I don't think we've had a lesbian or a bisexual, but a lot of properties. And plus me being the not discriminatory motherfucker that I am, um, I welcome them with open arms, blah, 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 support you and don't secretly stab you in the back when it comes time to vote. And I want you to get your rights. Um, so when you look at Joe Rogan collectively, not sample bits and pieces, which is what a lot of people did when they started trying to defend him and then retracting it, including Andrew Yang. Um, it all boils down to, he has a history of doing this shit because he told himself it was okay. Not racist jokes per se, but being racist and making it funny. A joke is a joke. A joke can be racist. A racist can make a joke. A racist can make a racist joke. But if you're doing the job for them, it's almost impossible to distinguish you because even if you're not racist, you're still showing that you do not respect these people. You know, and speaking about racist jokes, the, the biggest thing about it is that you can make racist jokes with people that you know. You know, people that have known for years. And, you know, you may be different races. Just look at uh, Gabriel Iglesias. You, you remember that uh, racist basket type of joke that they pulled on as a black comedian buddy. Oh, yeah, that was you know? totally fucked up. But they knew it was a joke and not done maliciously. Again, it comes down to contest, you know. Racism is a big issue, especially nowadays. But when it comes to like racist jokes and stuff, it, it has to be within your inner circle. You know, people that understand that you're doing it out of comedy to kind of either give them a little bit of scare or, you know, they know that the that the joke's coming, but not just drop it out of the blue the way Joe Rogan did. Apparently 70 times or 71 technical times. Uh, because what other reason could he have had for removing 70 of his own episodes on top of that one? But here's my thing about it, because you, you pretty much caught me right when I started, but the opening statement I made about the Joe Rogan shit was pretty much, your podcast is not listed as a form of comedy entertainment. It is not in a comedy category, and it has never been in a comedy category. And even if it was, you would fail at that job when Ben Shapiro shows up, Neil deGrasse Tyson shows up, and political figures show up who don't have a history in comedy like Patton Oswalt, you know? So, you trying to say, oh, I was just making a joke or I'm a comedy podcast, this is what I do. Not saying that he tried that, but that's what other people thought at first. It doesn't fucking apply because his, com his podcast is not listed to comedy. Everyone who's funny or a comedian is not always being funny or comedic. If Dave Chappelle walks into, of all people I know, if Dave Chappelle walks into McDonald's and asks for a number three, and you say, hey, that's not funny. He'll look at you like you're a fucking idiot. And rightfully so. He's not there to make you laugh. His podcast was never listed under any form of comedic entertainment. And that's one of the things I think people are forgetting. But with that being said, uh, I'm going to pretty much bring this to a close. Ingling, uh, you back or are you still permanently gone? Yeah, oh, he's out. Yeah, yeah. He gone. Yeah. Um, King, thank you for showing up. Uh, Deathclaw, I look forward to having you more on this year. And uh, yeah, uh, we will schedule the first ever combination life stories episode sometime in the near future. And I hope I can get you guys in more back.